מגילה י"ד עמוד א', first impressions, כדי שלא ייכנסו לרגל כשהם מנוולים, and with this we deal with one of the most peculiar halachot of חול המועד, and one that, that causes um, questions to be asked every, every יום טוב. And even the way the peric starts is peculiar. This is the third peric of, of מועד קוטן, and the Mishnah starts at the bottom of י"ג עמוד ב', is with ואלו בגלחין במועד. And these are the people who are allowed to shave their heads on חול המועד. And it gives a list of people, uh, unusual cases, somebody who you know, flew in from overseas, arrived moments before Yom Tov, a uh, person was captured or was in prison and came out just before Yom Tov. These are the people who can be, uh, who, who can shave. And what about everybody else? Ask the Gomorrah, V'sha'ar kol ha'adam, my time asurim. That implies only these people in these weird, strange circumstances. are permitted to shave on, on Yichon HaMoed, but everybody else is not permitted to shave on Yichon HaMoed? Why not? Answers the Gemara, Kiditnan, as we learned, Anshei Mishmar v'anshei Ma'amad, the people of Mishmar and Ma'amad. The Mishmar was the shift of Kohanim that had to bring the Korbanot for that particular week. Every, every week there was a different shift. And the Anshei Ma'amad, since there's a din that, that the... person for whom the korban is being brought, brought has to stand by while the korban is being brought. And the korbanot, there were public korbanot, the korban tomid was brought every day on behalf of the Jewish people. So theoretically, the, the entire nation had to be present when the korban tomid was brought. Since that wasn't practical, they instituted back in the time of David Amalek and Shmuel, they instituted that when a public korban is brought, there will be shifts of people, just, just as there's a shift of Kohanim, so there'll be a shift of, of Yisraelim, of Jewish people, who will represent the nation, and they will stand by the Korban while it's, while it's being brought at that time. They spent almost all of their time in the Beit HaMikdash if they were in Yerushalayim. If not, they would be in Shul, they would be davening, learning, and just being uh, dedicating that week to praying and davening that the, uh, that the korbanot of the, uh, the sacrifices of the Jewish people will be accepted. And those people, both the Kohanim and the regular people, asurim l'saper l'chabes. They're not allowed to have a haircut or, or shave or to sh- clean their clothes b'chamishi mutzarim b'pek v'ad ha-shabes, except on Thursday when they're getting ready for Shabbos, they can. V'omar rabba baba chana, omar rabbi elozer, my time ekadesh alo yikansu l'mishmaratan k'shehin menuvalim. And the Gemara uses a, a really strong, here Rabbi Loza uses a very strong phrase. This is to discourage them from entering their mishma, their shift, looking disgusting. Menuval is a very strong word. So the same applies here, that you can't, um, you can't shave during Chol HaMoed, so that you'll be sure to shave before Chol HaMoed starts, before Yom Tov starts. Um, says the says Rashi, somebody who wasn't careful, he was he was rushing before Yom Tov, getting his Yom Tov together, and he didn't he didn't have a haircut, he didn't shave. And he got to a point where he needed to shave during the Yom during Chalamoid. It's looking bad. Since he wasn't careful to take care of his uh, grooming before Yom Tif, so that to make sure that he would be look good for, for Yom Tif, 
um, if they would allow people to, to shave on Kolamoid, people wouldn't be so careful to have a haircut before Yom Tif. So from Rashi, it appears a little bit that it's almost a fine. You should have done this before. You didn't. Now you can't do it now either. Um, and and there's an, it, 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 on the one hand, it's like a fine, but like every fine, the part of the fine is to disincentivize people from doing, to discourage people from doing anything like that. And in the Gemara itself, the way we, we learn, it seems to be more of a, a measure so that people take care of all of this before Yom Tif. Um, the Ritva, the, the let's just get the, the setting right and then let's try and analyze the meaning of the strange halakha. Why do we say it's a strange halakha? What's the, what's the real question about this halakha? Why is it such an odd halakha? So we would rather you look to Manuval the entire Yom Tif than that you came in the first day Yom Tif. Understand, you should take care of it before Yom Tif, but we're willing for everybody to look manuval the whole of Yom Tif, everybody to be unshaven for the whole of Yom Tif, so that the people who might be rushed before Yom Tif will make sure to do it before Yom Tif. It's strange. It's, it's, it's like we're paying a heavy price to encourage people to take care of their grooming the day before Yom Tif. A lot of discussion in the Achronim. Does this mean haircut? Does this mean shaving? Can you shave today where people shave every day? Can you do it or can't you do it? A lot of discussion around that. Um, says the, uh, the Ritvo, the, the issue is because what the Gemara is asking is really shaving and haircut is a, is a malocha. Why are we talking about, about this one can, this one can't? Why, why can they? Why can't they? Because it's tikkun haguf, v'yipui haguf, ketzorech ochel nefesh. Because grooming is as important as eating. For Yom Tif. That's really important. The way you look, the, your presentation is as important to, to, uh, as, as we learn in the Mishnah. That a woman is allowed to take care of her, the way she looks. Her, her, it's not just her jewelry, it's a whole presentation. There's nothing more important for Yom Tif than to, to look good for Yom Tif. So in that case, although it's a Malachi Gemurah, it should be Muta. You're right, really, it's, it's mutar because this is Torah Yamtuf. And, and the, the Rabbonin made a gazera, and this is only for, for cutting your hair, it's not for laundry, and so on. He goes on and, and develops the, the halacha. The um, tour brings the Rabbeinu Tam from Agamor and the Tosvis that it starts off, mitzvah kol adam legaleach kodem hamoed, lichvod hamoed. It's interesting that he, he starts that way, and if you look at the Shulchan Aruch further down, that's the opening of the Shulchan Aruch, mitzvah legaleach be'erev yomtif. It doesn't start also legaleach bechol hamoed. The real part of this is it's a mitzvah to look good when yomtif comes in. That's the essence of the whole thing. And theoretically, looking good is so important for yomtif that you would be allowed to do it on chol hamoed as well. But for the the Takonus Chachomim in Sif Beis in the Shulchan Aruch, in Megalchim B'Moed, Afiluim Gilea Kodem Moed. Even if you did shave before, so you're not one of these people that left it till the last minute, you did have a haircut before, you still can't say, well, I, I, I'm okay, I'm not one of those people. But but everybody has to be properly shaven. It says, and in Sif Gimel, Afiluim Aya Anusu Mipnei Kach Lo Gilea Kodem Moed. Even if there was an onus which caused you not to have a haircut before Yom Tov. There was something beyond your control, other than the cases of the of the Mishnah, which are extreme oinus. But if it's just a regular oinus, I was busy, I was taking care of things, my child was in was in the hospital, uh, or many many uh, circumstances beyond your control. Still, 
You're still, so you've come into Yom Tov, you haven't had a haircut, you haven't shaved, you still can't do it. Even if one was ill and became better at Cholamoyed, it seems very strict. And the two, going back to the two in the previous paragraph, brings Rabbi in the time that Kivan Shizeu Atam, Im Kvar Gileach Kodem Amayed Mutelegalach B'moyed. Rabbi in the time says if you're if you one of the people who did come into Yom to fully groomed and ready, then there's reason to say that you can shave on, on Chol Amoyed. And the two says, V'kashem Ma'od La'atir V'gam Eino Nira Kei Mitoch HaGemara. It's very difficult to accept this heter of Rabbeinu Tam, and it also doesn't seem to be from, from the Gemara and the Poskim. Certainly that's the route we go, that that's not the basis of a heter, although Rabbeinu Tam is willing to be matir, willing to allow it for, for that reason. What's important here, uh, there are a few things that are important. The one is to understand the importance of grooming for Yom Tov, the, the, what the uh, Ritvor says, there's nothing more important for Yom This is like preparing food for Yom Tov. And, and that's something that we need to un- understand, not just for Yom Tov. For Yom Tov, certainly, it's a, it's a halacha with Yom Tov. This is a, a, a din that we have to do properly. But we see what that means to be properly groomed for an occasion, to be, to be presented well, to look good. It's, it's important to put some effort into that. What's strange here is that the moment that it's really important seems the coming in of Yom Tov, the same as with the Mishmar, uh, and the parallel between the Anshe Mishmar and Asan Cholamoyed. What is that parallel? The Anshe Mishmar are dedicated to a more intimate relationship with Hashem than the rest of the Jewish people. The people who, both the Kohanim and the regular people, for that week, they're involved and engaged in a relationship with the Rebbe which is more intimate than anybody else's relationship with the Rebbe So you would think that throughout that period of time, they need to be well-groomed and, and, be, and present themselves in a way that is, that is fitting. No, what we want, what we're concerned is that they're well-groomed before the time of, of, of the Mishmah starting or before the time of Cholamoyed. Why is that? I think there's something that we tend to overlook here because this is such a strange halacha. One has to stop on it and say, at least, at least Rabbi Natam's argument is right. Okay, I understand. We're not going to let you shave and have a haircut during Cholamoyed so that you're sure to do it before Yom Tov. Okay, but if we did it before Yom Tov, why should we not be allowed to shave on Yom Tov. Surely it's important to be well-groomed throughout Yom Tov, not only on the, on the first day. And I think that one can understand this, the issue here, um, perhaps in our generation more than any other generation, in the selfie generation. So you look at a, at a selfie, so you watch people taking a selfie. And you, and you see them groom themselves just before the selfie, right? Everybody putting the look just right in the picture. And, the, and when are they taking these selfies? Often they're taking these selfies when they should be focused on something else. They're sitting at a restaurant together or they're at a place of interest together or, or whatever, and they're, and they're focused on self. So here, there's a bit of a paradox in grooming. Grooming is, self, is a kind of self-centeredness. You're focused on self. During Yom Tif, and during the Mishma, you're meant to be entirely focused on the Rebbeinu Shalom. So it's not just that this is exactly because we want you to look when Yom Tov comes good when Yom Tov comes in. We want you to stop worrying about how you look from the time Yom Tov comes in until the time Yom Tov goes out. Because you've taken care of all of that already. You've prepared your Yom Tov clothes, you've bought your Yom Tov clothes, you've been to the to, to their barber or the hairdresser and you've shaved and you shave, you've done everything ready to come into Yom Tov so that once Yom Tov comes in, 
the focus isn't on you. The focus is on the Yom Tif. The, uh, but, but you're supposed to look good for Yom Tif? Yes, so do that before Yom Tif. And this is a principle that, that we find applies with, with so many things. You're giving a presentation. It's important that you look good for the presentation. First impressions are unbelievably important. We know that from, from the science of sociology and, and psychology. We know how important those first 20 or 30 seconds are that you meet somebody for the first time or somebody is making a presentation or somebody gets up to, to teach. That, that first moment sets the energy in motion. And from there on, everything, everything, else, everything else flows. When you're giving a presentation or a speech, the people spend more time preparing their open, opening sentence than the entire presentation. You've got to have your presentation clear, but your opening and your closing sentence is what really matters. How you look, how you present yourself, how you present your ideas at the very opening really matters. But what's important is that once you've done that, you forget about yourself. You're then totally focused on your audience or on your town medium if you're, if you're teaching um, or on the other person if you're in a social engagement. And there's a principle in Yom Tif, like with all our matmonim, we try and develop an idea from the halakha that extends and teaches us basic principles beyond the halakha. And the idea beyond the halakha is that, that what you, when you're in a situation that requires your full attention, take care of yourself before that so that you don't have to worry about yourself anymore. You don't have to look in the mirror all the time and see, how do I look? Am I, am I looking okay? That should all be taken care of, so that once Yom Tov comes in, or once the Mishma comes in, your entire focus can be on the things around you, on the things you're meant to be doing, on where you're meant to be applying your attention. Because attention on self and attention on others are almost mutually exclusive. It's like pouring water into a container and the air goes out. Pour air into the container and the water goes out. You can't have the air and the water. You can't be self-focused and focused on others and focused on something else, whether you're davening or you're learning Torah. It's not even a question where you're in a public situation and you're teaching your pre or you're presenting anything that you're doing that requires full engagement of who you are in what you're doing means less engagement or, or zero engagement in you and less focus on, on you. No selfies while, while you're doing that. People should, uh, hopefully, who knows, in the time of the base of we have the Besamekdash again. Are we going to see people taking selfies all over the Besamekdash? But that's not what it's meant to be. That doesn't mean that you're not meant to look good and, and, and well presented, of course, but that has to be done before the Yom Tov. So I think as much as this sugya and, the, and these halachas teach us about preparing ourselves properly for Yom Tov itself um, and what we can and, and what we can't do, it also gives us a sense of how present we need to be during the Yom Tov. Ein Megalchim, the Peyach starts, Ve'elu Megalchim, only these people are prepared, are allowed to focus on how they look on Yom Tov because there's no way they could have taken care of that before Yom Tov. And if there's a way you could have taken care of that before Yom Tov, once Yom Tov comes in, put your focus on the people around you, put your focus on the Avodah Hashem of the Yom Tov and take the focus off yourself and your own grooming completely. As important as it is, this is no longer the time to be focused on it.